Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 82. DK Metcalf's an alien. The Bucks are the best team in the NFC. Check your watch. It's two a time. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 82. Folks, wherever you're listening in the whole entire world, Ni Hao, Priviet, Ola, Bonjour, Konnichiwa, Vonnegum, and... Marhaban. And someone sent me a German one. I forget what it is, but we'll just say Uncia and move right along, just like the Germans do. Um, so that's three new ones. Yeah, there we go. We're working on it. That's three new ones. Yeah. Huck told me every new one has to be repeated each week, so it's a stack. Okay. So, so we keep next stacking week, it. it's it's Arabic and another. Great. Uh, um, wherever you listen to the world, thanks a lot. We love you. Our audience is growing, and uh, it's... You know, it's, make, it's getting us really fired up. So uh, we're going to keep giving you great picks, great futures bets, and actionable intelligence on everything that we saw in the NFL in the previous week. And more importantly, everything leading up to this week. we got some big games we're going to talk about. We're not going to miss them. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe uh, on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Lambo. I made up Lambo, but Lambo! Uh, and if you're sharing our episodes, we'll shout you out on the podcast. Thanks a lot. Chris McElhinney, Jake Frisney, James Duhamel, and Greg McDonnell, giddy up, uh, and Lee Van Mosdek. God bless you. All right. Uh, we had a bunch of crazy stuff happen in the weekend. We're going to r- wrap that up pretty quickly at the start of our show uh, and then move on to give you some good bets for the weekend. Uh, we got a guest back, the, back by popular demand, sitting right next to our boy Weird Mike, who celebrates Halloween for about three and a half weeks every year uh, for everyone involved in the tourism industry. That's why he's dressed as a pizza delivery Slash pizza de- pizza security guard. I think he's a New England cop right now. How you doing, Mike? What what are you doing? What are you wearing? <clears throat> happy, happy Halloween, Huck and Hugh. And the coach? And the coach. <laughs> coach Dan, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to all our listeners. Whatever you guys are doing this week, however you're doing it, be safe. Uh, closet parties, trunk or treat. Uh, Closet parties Like par- Unadvertised parties trunk, Okay Trunk or treat <laughs> Trunk or treat you you, s- the, the candy's on the trunk Instead of the door The first It's all two, open The air. first two things That you dropped there About Halloween Coach Danny Who is a father Was very worried What I'm worried about Is that our whole lives We have told children Not to take candy From people's cars Oh yeah <laughs> You know what else we Trunk or treat Not to Is um, Amazon vans I'm sitting here And all these unmarked vans are pulling up to people's homes and people are sending their kids to get the packages it's crazy all the stuff that we learned like you said to stay away from are now like these embraceable moments in our lives that was quite the flip there okay so avoid the amazon vans i'm just but if you see a guy dressed as a fake police officer with a trunk full of candy approach allow me to clear my (laughs) halloween costume to all our listeners um I am a New England Patriots fan. I'm wearing my windbreaker, and I am a corrupt New England Patriots fan who's been spitting and talking mad shit (laughs) for two decades now. Well, the shoe's on the other foot. We'll get to that shoe later in the show. But I am. There's nothing scarier than a Pats fan right now. What are you for Halloween? I'm a corrupt New England fan. I can't, <laughs> I can't keep up with this. Guy. If you ever have a Halloween costume, folks, that requires a three sentence explanation, you don't have a Halloween costume. I think the point Weird Mike here is trying to make, folks, just let me bring this all back together here, yeah. is that he loves to celebrate holidays, whether uh, three weeks in advance, two weeks. We're talking about a, a guy who calls me to celebrate what used to be called Lord Simcoe Day. <laughs> if you don't understand what that is, it is. Now referred to as the August Civic Holiday, the man's father Renzo watches Dirty Dancing to celebrate his favorite holiday every year, Labor Day. <laughs> Let's move on from Weird Mike's Weird Holiday. Happy Halloween, everybody! You know, I'm telling you where it stems from. Renzo's on Valentine's Day, born. Yep. His father, my nun, no, born on Halloween. Right. My sister, born on the Thanksgiving Monday of that year. Okay. It's like in bread. Any day that's not a day, celebrate. Yeah, sure. Over-celebrate life, Isn't folks. someone I born agree. on uh, Valentine's Day? Renzo. Oh, yeah. Papa Weird. Perfect. All right. So uh, I'm sure some things bit you in the ass this weekend uh, as they bit a lot of people in the ass. You know, half of our show could almost be like, hey, what got you? Okay. Uh, this weekend, our boy, one of our listeners, Mike Visca, was got by the mi- missed extra point 
in the Cleveland Browns game. Did he That's something? Got, got. <laughs> it was a three and a half point spread. Cleveland with Baker Mayfield's best game as a pro, five touchdowns after OBJ goes out, looked like a fin- finally a first round, a first overall pick, and throws the go ahead touchdown. Beautiful to Donovan Peoples Jones. Big game, big day for Michigan. Big mi- weekend for Michigan. Donovan Peoples Jones toe taps one on the outside to beat the Bengals, the team that he always beats. And they missed the extra point, and they were, uh, d- cost our boy Visca uh, a couple of shekels on a 12-game ticket. It was the only one he got wrong heading into the Sunday Nighter. That he, is, <clears throat> yo, he, he's been fire on his 12-gamers. Yes. No lie. Straight fire out of Milton. Uh, here's something that probably got some of our listeners. Danucci. Yes. The Dallas clipboard <laughs> holding. <laughs> Third stringer for life yep. out of James Madison. I can't even remember his first name. I wrote it down, and I still can't remember it. Right. Danucci. Right. It, a, sounds like a Polish grandmother. It sounds like he'd be <laughs> more likely to pass to Baggio than to CeeDee Lamb. Uh, when you, I think when Danucci stepped into the game, all of us were like, okay, red zone, move on. Uh, yeah. Anyway, big, big win for Cleveland. Uh, a lot of, any takeaways from you know, Monday Night Football? Fresh in our minds a couple days ago. I had the Bears. I was trying to go four and two. We ended up three and three for the week on Hugh Picks. We still have not had a losing week yet. Still no losing weeks. Still no losing weeks. I was really hoping you'd go 31 and 11. Yes. Because that's really easy to carve into a pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) 30 and... 12? You know what? It's so much tougher That's and takes so much hard. more wits. You know what? You know it's tough? I, I, early in the week, I'm looking at the spread. I'm like, Bears, five and a half. It's too much. I swear to God, leading up to Monday Night Football, I'm like, I love the Rams. Why, why did I do this to myself? Uh, coach, what would you take away from the Monday Night Football game? I'll tell you what I took away. First of all, the Bears may be who we thought <laughs> yes. they were. I think yeah. I think oh, that's something. I, I don't think anybody let, No, let's just talk for a second. I don't think anybody thought they were really a 5 and 1 team, and I don't think it's it's, it's going to be a record that's going to hold up. I think they'll be fighting for their playoff lives when it comes down to it. But what I really want to talk about with the Monday Night Football is what I thought was a coaching masterpiece by the youngest coach in the National Football League, 34-year-old Sean McVay. I thought he put on a Monday night clinic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, making what was arguably the best front seven in the NFL. Yep. Look very pedestrian, if not weak at times. Players such as Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Akeem Hicks, completely, completely guessing to where the play was. So how did he do it? You might ask. And my opinion is he did stuff that I do not know why more NFL teams don't do. Constant movement constant motion we had bootlegs we had screens we had pre-snap motion going both ways we had uh breaking the huddle there was one play where they broke the huddle on about two seconds and snapped the ball for a touchdown it was incredible preparation an incredible job done by a great coach and and by the way they also happen to have a pretty good defense yeah uh which I, i i gotta tell you i think this is a team the rams that if they weren't stuck in what is clearly in my opinion the best division in football which we'll get into later yeah 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 i think they're they're a team that could win divisions and make some noise they are very very well-rounded they got the best defensive player in the world they have a very adequate quarterback they got a great system and i thought they just did a great job last night and to be honest the bears losing by 13 it could have been worse yep it was worse it was a was a Fumble, scoop, and score. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Rams are really heavily motivated not to be the Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we're not them. Okay, McVay is not going to let... Although the loss was different. Right, they didn't... Same, same, but... They didn't have the game won. Super Bowl, they could have won. Right. And they didn't lose it. And the classic Super Bowl hangover. They're determined to not have Um, that. You know why the spread kept going up? Here's your weird angle on the Monday Nighter. Uh, the Santa Ana winds blowing the smoke in and around Southern California, Inglewood, where the stadium is. He's talking about environmental factors. Loves it. <laughs> loves it. Loves environmental factors. The Bears came in, and they weren't. If you looked on the sideline, they were huffing on the tanks all day. They're usually not triple typical of Southern California at this time of year. Yeah, you're right. Um, so tough spot. Line went from five on this show. A close almost at seven, yeah, and the he, whole world was like he, slamming on you know, the Rams. They can't, they can't run the ball worth anything. Anyway, no, 
No, a oh, couple things. One, Explore why I, the I think we growing. should do a one-minute segment at the end of every show now called Weird Mike's Weather Report, okay? It's probably going to involve some sort of nursery rhyme. It doesn't really actually mean anything as far as how to bet, but he likes it. When there's fog... Bet the dog. <laughs> Let's you just hope he doesn't Santa work. Santa wins are real. <laughs> I hope he takes a hat off for that. <laughs> All right, officer. One thing I noticed is that uh, Jalen Ramsey is a is is one of the best corners in the league, if not the best. And he took away Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson last night. Their only good receiver, really. Right. Yeah. And if you only have one good receiver, he can really take it away. And that's what you know. Leading into this Miami game with, with Tua, because it's Tua time. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it, it, Devontae Parker's their go-to guy, and he's got Jalen on him. So just something to watch. Jalen Ramsey, I was really impressed with. And one other thing crossed my mind, as Nick Foles is now the starter in Chicago and not the guy coming in to save the season with three games left, okay? There's a reason that this is the sixth NFL team, okay? I know he's Big Dick Nick. I know he's got a statue calling the Philly special. I know he put up 500 yards on Billy B. But there's a reason this is sixth NFL team. Okay, he did not look like an above-average starting quarterback on Monday Night Football, and that's all I'll say about that. Don't. It was a tough spot for the Bears. Sure, but okay, coming into, you know, you throwing down any shackles on some Chicago futures right hey, now? Not hey, me either. They're f- if, if they're five and two, they're gonna take a deep breath, cross their heart, yep, and be thankful. It's a nine-win team. All right. Well, uh, yeah, OBJ uh, towards ACL. Obviously, you've all heard that. More importantly, what does it mean for the Browns? Did you say OBJ or Rudy Gay? OBJ. <laughs> this guy, another Memphis grindhouse. Oh, reference. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, what, what, what Mike's saying here is that much like Rudy Gay from the Memphis Grizzlies, Carmelo Anthony, similar. I got to take a shot. He said Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> I just did. So, it's not Barry Blast this time. Yeah. <laughs> the guy... I, I don't really know if he necessarily makes Cleveland better. Is it somebody that you just, Baker? I almost think Baker's a little intimidated or they feel the need to get him the ball. And it's like when it's not open, it just ruins them. He goes out of the game and Baker Mayfield plays his best three quarters of the year. I I just don't know. Could it be one of those weird situations? Ba- Baker is the cool, is... OBJ's the cool guy at the party. Baker doesn't know if he should be at the party. So he does weird things when he's around this super cool friend. So I think, and we, we, we might agree on this, that there's a chance that the Cleveland Browns could benefit not only from the short-term loss, but maybe not resigning him to a super max or whatever type of contract that he wants and use the money somewhere else. Well, here's the thing. Like on I, a secondary, I'm with I'm with Mike here, and well, I'm with both of you guys. I'm not I'm not saying you know OBJ's talented. Make no mistake, super talented. But as the herd was kind of saying earlier, uh, if you listen to the herd, we love the herd. Uh, yeah, chemistry's hard. It's hard to just make. You know, sometimes if, if you ever played hockey growing up, you could have two guys that have been killing it on separate lines on the same team, and then the, the coach is like, you know what, we, we've lost a couple games. We need to uh, let's put these guys together. You know, and maybe they, they, they know, like, oh, this guy's really good. I, I'm, I'm playing pretty good. We should be good together. But he's, he's really cool. He's kind of been on this team for five years. I've just, I've been working the second line, just kind of grinding my points out. Now we're on the same line. And, you know, he, it's one of those things where it's like, he doesn't, the, the super cool guy doesn't know what to say either, like OBJ. And he just looks at him. He's like, yeah, you already know. As in like, okay, I don't actually know how we're going to do this. But I'll be sure to try to get you the ball a lot. Baker loves being the coolest guy in a small pond. And when he first got drafted to kill Cleveland, he was. Didn't really know how to deal with being the first overall pick because he's a short, unathletic guy. And he's had to fight for everything his whole college life. Gets into this small room in Cleveland. Hey, I'm the coolest guy here. Started to work. Then they drafted in OBJ. Rock star from New York. White hair. Models, blow, yeah, boats. All of it. Works, boats bro. and blow, folks. Yo, high fashion. If it snows, Perry, go with the boats and blow. <laughs> anyway, I think it's classic addition by subtraction. Sure, he's yeah, a good I player. I think a little weird, Mike Math. He's a big fan. Yeah, addition, addition by, by subtraction in but Cleveland. The Browns. Basically, <laughs> either way, though, there's, it's, it's going to be tough to beat teams with Donovan Peoples-Jones and someone named Bryant and Jarvis Landry, who's kind of hurt. And no Dick Chubb. So they need Chubb. They, they, they need Chubb. Chubb. You know what? I just, uh, for a minute there, just to, not to interrupt you. No, we're done. But yeah. I think, like, what we need to talk about here is by far, we haven't even touched on it yet. 
the game of the week. That Sunday nighter was fantastic. Arizona Seattle. It? it was a beautiful football oh, game. What a great football game. Kyler Murray, what a winner that guy is. Yeah. I, I know he's young. I know he's there's there's so much in that game to unpack. Uh, Jeff, what do you think about that well, game? Well, first of all, I was really fired up about the game. I had Arizona at plus four and a half, and I was stoked. I actually called on the podcast last week. Tight game. Seattle comes out hot. Arizona wins by a field goal. Hello. It's nice to get it exactly right. quarterback will battle and fight for Kyler you. Because Kyler will fight the whole time. He's a fighter. And, uh, and Seattle's got a real problem on defense stopping anybody. I think Seattle's got a real problem in that building. Okay, that's where they botched the lead. Uh, with the Super Bowl yeah. on the one-yard line. Russ has had they great success there, too. another one at the one-yard line. Okay, it's talking about your DK alien rundown. Yeah, that was, well, how about that rundown? First of all, I, I know, you know, you know, Paul, you mentioned before the show, it's been talked about a lot, maybe over-talked. I have exercised the demons. But uh, Buda Baker makes a fantastic interception. He sniped the play f- four seconds before it happened. There was a hut. He was playing safety in the middle. On the left side, immediately snipes it. Russell's short, and, and Heard brought this up. Very probably short. couldn't see him because no, Buddha is also short, yep. and he's just sneaking in like a little fucking spy there. And beautiful, beautiful uh, interception. If he just changes direction at the fifty-yard line, he gets the touchdown. But did you hear the comments after? I just think there was so much respect that I thought on both guys. Yeah, like Buddha Baker is a future star, if not already there. Pro Bowl okay. already. DK Metcalf. Is a beast. Didn't have a great game in terms of yards, but what a what a track down. He's an alien. He's 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 amazing. He's so fast. He's so big. But Buda Baker, after giving mad respect, saying I never got I never got my ass caught in my life by anybody. <laughs> yeah. that was, so it was it was I thought it was a fun moment. It was a good moment, and it became even more of a story I think because Arizona didn't punch it in. However, Arizona played a great great football game. Hung in there, won it in overtime. It was awesome football 69 game. Sixty-nine minute football game. You know something I've noticed just quickly, just something, but then we'll move on to, to next week. Is that in our span of watching football, let's say you know the three of us, you know, call it, call it easily twenty-five years, okay, watching football. Isn't it awesome that the whole world is sort of caught up? The whole football world's caught up with, to, to truly understanding when a game is over. I found that when we were when we were kids, teams down by ten with like you know. The whole fourth quarter left. Totally different rules and everything now. But like fourth and fourth and three, punt it. You know, like and just a lot more giving up on games before they were over. Now that I find a lot more teams are understanding like we're not out of it yet. Like Team, teams we're down three touchdowns. We can just play the hurry up in the third quarter. Some teams are going for it down like 10-3 in the second quarter on their own 30-yard line. Yeah. Last night, the Bears are trying to run a sneak. I think that uh, Tampa Bay did it with Brady last week. Yep. It's, it's just stuff that hasn't been seen in the past. It's, it's exciting. It's more it's aggressive exciting. more aggressive football and just le- more understanding of, of how, when you're not, well, you actually still have a chance. The extra yardage from the kickers. And better quarterback extra, play. Let's, let's assume every kicker's got an extra five yards. They're yeah, all kicking right? 50. Punch or 50 55, yards. 60, right? Yeah. So you, you're diminishing... Between the 40s. Everybody talks red zone. Like, there's these careless yards and this carefree, down-free zone yeah. where we're just going to keep going forward. We're between the 40s. You know, our kicker's going to kick one from, you know, one first down away. Or, you know, we're not in a, such a bad spot if he misses. That's my notice on the advancement. You know what the it. analytics Between the 40s. Punting? Yeah. Just to end this thought here. Don't. Is that NFL... <laughs> no, no. Is that NFL teams... Sorry, NFL teams probably punt twice as much as they should. Yeah, according to the analytics, it's incredible. Yeah, and there's e- there's actually even hardcore guys on this topic that think you should almost never punt, yeah. barring a situation that's more than fourth and sure. seven or something sure. inside your own. Yeah, yeah, if it's fourth and seven and under, you should go for it. Very surprised to hear you say that. You had high praise for the Rams. A big part of that win was Johnny Hecker. Putting five punts inside the ten, three inside the five, one at the one. I don't even. I don't. I. I actually. I'm just speaking towards the analytics. Yeah. I don't even necessarily agree with it. I'm actually probably a little quicker to punt. I right. Think, than than a lot of people. Danny, that's I, kind of the old philosophy even, of watching. Danny, I've seen them. I've seen the Mount Carmel Crusaders punt on second down. Well, we, we have punt and tried to recover the ball. <laughs> Any, love, anyways, it works though. Moving along. <laughs> All right, uh, Danny, you weren't here the last episode. Uh, but we talked about two a time. I was actually with Weird Mike in thinking that, like, yo, football's like, it's pro football. I know you got a kid in waiting, but Fitzy's playing really good. Have you Fitzy flopped on me? 
No, no, no. I got a different take on it, but I, I still think the way Fitzy was playing, even though he does this every year in September, it was, it's a weird time to take him out for the rest of the team. What do you think, Danny? Well, I think what's important for uh, the listeners to understand here is that since your last podcast to now, yeah, something happened. It wasn't only last time you guys were talking about Tua taking over. We knew that should it be right. You didn't know the situation, right? I think we were all under the understanding that Ryan Fitzgerald of Ryan Fitzpatrick, sorry, right, was completely on board. Okay, and you know what? We found out a day or two after the podcast not. that he went, I was shocked. I thought the plan had been all along. This is the best situation. We have Fitz leading us now. He's grooming Tua. It's going to be a beautiful situation. And then, boom, the hammer drops. Fitz was stunned. Yeah. I just wonder, and I'm not saying the decision to play Tua, I think they must see something that's so electric to play him. Uh, I think they see something that... I just, I'm just surprised Fitz wasn't involved in the decision. Yeah, and I think I, I hope it doesn't turn out bad for a team that's really starting to develop into a pretty good football team. Yeah, he should be less mad. Fitzy should be less mad. He should know the drill by now. Sure. Um, Different situation. He shouldn't be projecting mad. He, he can, it, he can, you know, you got, you get paid money to eat some shit sometimes. Right. Right. Why couldn't you tell the guy that in week six, no matter what? Two has progressed. He started. Maybe they did, and he didn't think he'd be one game. Or maybe they didn't know. The guy wins two games by twenty points, and he's stunned. The communication ball was dropped here by the Miami Dolphins, in my opinion, and I hope it doesn't come back to haunt them. Two things came to mind when I heard uh, Fitzy's little interview the next day, and he was talking about. He said mentioned he was heartbroken and, and blah blah blah. You know, he's playing really good. But the one thing he said was he really painted a picture, and, and this only happens in sports. Okay. He's like, okay, we'll picture my morning today. He's talking to some reporter. He's like, I got fired yesterday. And then today I had a Zoom call with the guy who fired me and the guy who's replacing me. That was my, that was my morning. And I, we had meetings. Like, so you don't actually, when you get fired from your starting quarterback job, you're still on the team. You're holding the clipboard for the guy who took your place. That's if you why. get fired in real life, you pack up You're your gone. shit in that little box that they do in movies and you walk out and you swear. But isn't that why you thought he would have been completely aware? I, I almost was thinking of Fitz as like a manager. Like I, I, I see him going into coaching. Yeah. I see him going into this. I thought he was all part of this master plan. And then to hear that, and I, hey, I, th- I think Tua could be fantastic. I'm not, even, I'm not even questioning the decision. I'm just questioning the communication. I'll tell you one more thing about this, is that if, if, if Fitzy wants to leave, Miami owes it to him to trade, it to trade him before the trade deadline. Fitzy to Dallas. Yes. Fitzy to Dallas. Because he's better than Danucci. Got and it. you got a division you could win. Fuck Danucci. He must yep. be so excited to go play behind no starting O-lineman in Dallas. Fitzy what a disaster. Right. We won't even get into that. Right. Fitzy wants to start. I'm just saying, he, he doesn't, doesn't want to retire on the bench if he's playing He'll play above again. average Guys, quarterback he's going to play again. He's better than 10 or 15 starting I know. Quarterbacks I, just, right I now. think he should. Let the, guy, let the beard play. Um, yeah. Kind of misjudged New England there. Uh, oh, baby. Uh, the boys at bed openly were calling me out, and uh, you know what? They were right. Uh, I have upgraded the Niners after that performance. I still don't think they're a world beater. I, don't, I wouldn't put any Super Bowl futures on them, but their O-line play is fantastic. Their coach is really good. And as Weird Mike mentioned as we were watching the game, they have some real Farvin athletes on that team, and New England looked like they had a bunch of Smurfs. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the New England Patriots look like Miami of Ohio rolling into the Columbus Horseshoe to play the legendary Buckeyes. They had two guys on the Patriots that looked like they belonged on the San Francisco 49ers, Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> You're pushing yeah. it with That's Cam. That's it. You're pushing it with no, Cam. Cam's six, six, he's, talking about, he's like, talking about size. Just like, hey, this guy belongs on this team. You know, you put the two squads together, Yeah. you say this guy's with that. It's just starting to look like Tom guys. really really saw this team better than we did, obviously. I don't think anybody People. can. I don't think any quarterback. I think Cam Newton's in a no-win situation, and I don't think he necessarily has been that good. I would actually... Go back on some of the things you've said in the past, but and I thought the same way you did with Cam Newton a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but I almost have to say, like, for all the crap and stuff Jimmy G's been taking, 
I don't know. I think that he's a guy that is uh, – he does have a better surrounding cast, but I thought he actually looked pretty good that game. So, I mean, I, I still got him as a B quarterback. You put in any of those guys with Shanahan's system, sure. No, no debate on the B. But, 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 Cam, the way he looked early in the season – like, you got to adapt. You can't just assume you're going to see this every week. It was just a couple games. So a couple they, games, they he looked good. Going on his MVP season, you're like, okay, he's capable of a high ceiling. That game against the Niners, some of those throws he was making, something's wrong. Yeah. Until, and I'm not saying something's wrong permanently, because this guy's playing for his career now. You want $100 million? You got to put some tape down. No, no, $100 million's off the table. All right. He's got a 60 mil match. We'll see. Well, they got a big game coming up this week with Buffalo. Guys, you guys are selling this fact short, man. What? My weirdness sometimes blurs the correctness. <laughs> it happens many times. Weird wreckness. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna can that. Sounds like a Pornhub tab. <laughs> <laughs> People hate Bill Belichick. They hate him. The Jets hate him. They play him in two weeks. Jimmy G hates him for shipping him out of town and costing him two, three Super Bowls that maybe Billy wanted to keep. People hate this guy. They're rolling into Buffalo this week. We're going to talk about that shortly. I, I don't just, think Jimmy G hates him. I just, <clears throat> I just think it's utter so hate, man. Uh, the fist pump, the emotion. It was like his Super Bowl, man. He wasn't even that emotional in the Super Bowl. He uh, should have been. Well, he well people have been hating the guy for twenty <laughs> years, and he has six Super Bowl titles. Right. So, hey. Every coach that leaves hey. him hates him, you're, and the same thing. Ha- getting it's, really it's, deep. It's, well, it's it's a ridiculous comment. Right. But the but hatred. He's the most successful coach ever. It's he real. Feeds off the hateness. You may not agree with the hate, Danny, uh, but what, it's real. What are you getting at here? What What does this matter? Point? How people and hate why they if the Jets hate him. him so the Jets hate him. They're still going to get smoked. Betting with and against the Patriots, folks. It's a betting show. Yeah. How much, if any, does this team hate the Patriots? Right. I, I, right? I, the Bills, next week, yeah. hate them. Bitter division. Right? The Bengals, not so much. I, th- I think right? hate and want to beat are very similar. Like, I just I, think it's more of the Patriots aren't a very good team anymore. Right. In my opinion. But and it's fun Bills. to beat the team that was really good. Okay, they're playing the Bills. We talked last week uh, whether they're missing something. Okay? Then they go in. And have a you know mediocre the, game against the Jets. Good remarkably enough. Remarkably mediocre. I like, though, best. how they understood it was a sloppy game. Kick the field goals. The defense will do the rest. Yeah, they won the football game. It's an NFL game. Right. Um, that uh, kid, Tyler Bass, ooh. his career could have ended on Sunday. The winds were swirling. The bills weren't punching. This guy easily could have gone one for seven at MetLife. Yep. If he wasn't mentally strong, kids got some moxie. I'm yeah. now turning he something. He made me into, the Byler, into the Tyler Bass show. Big leg. Hashtag T Bass. Also a questionable porn uh, tab. Yes. T Bass. T Bass. <laughs> was that, Two was that when you far fish or something? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, well, we got a couple big games to talk about. We're going to talk about them uh, right after halftime here. Uh, and we got some six Q picks for you. I got a truth of the week about Brady and stats. By the way, the Bucks are the best team in the NFC. Can we just say that? Can we just say that? I'm saying it. They're going to be. When no. they get Antonio Brown, you, and with that solid defense, you line up drive for drive against every team. T- Tampa Bay scoring touchdowns, and you're going to be scoring field goals, punting, and, and getting lucky with a few. Something tells me Brady went there for a reason. Yeah, he knows what he's farving doing. Is Brown... Um, so Brown had some time in New England. Yeah. Familiar with Tom. I don't think it's going to be this big shock wave. They really liked each other, that, by the way. Um, yeah. People are predicting. Like, why are you bringing Brown in? You got all these top I receivers. I think it's going to work immediately. If you remembered... Nothing happened bad in New England no. with Brown. It was because of his previous stuff that kicked him out. And he got he loved Belichick. He loved Brown. They all got along great. Imagine if Cole Beasley was Antonio Brown. Right. Right. That's what it, they're it worked, trying to do. It worked immediately in the Miami game last right. year. Right. Immediately. <laughs> One game. All right. Um, we're talking about the big Seattle Niners game. Uh, I am going against the Niners again. And whether you like it or not, uh, bet openly and everyone else who chirps me. As all you Niners fans out there, it's not a good spot for you. So, but uh, before we get into any of that, let's go to halftime. How about that? <laughs> no one, and yeah. I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. All right, it's time for some halftime adjustments. A rapid-fire uh, session where I question 
Uh, Jeff and Weird Mike here on a couple of big topics around the National Football League. So here we go. We'll start with Weird Mike. Currently, Mike, all four teams from the NFC West, the best division in football, are over 500. Mike, how many of those four teams make the seven-team playoff? Three. Three. Leaving out? TBA. I'm answering the question. Three. <laughs> uh, I, I will also say three, and, the, and uh, the Niners aren't making it. All right, let's move along. And I well, just a, my own fact. I think three as well, and I think the Niners are going to be in tough. But man, a win this week, whew, yeah, be a big win. The whole thing. Arizona's win the division. Here we go. Call it. Do the five and two Browns now without OBJ? Do the five and two Browns make the playoffs? And if so, Jeff, what's their final record? Ooh, this is tough. That's a tough division too. This is tough. I actually think. I think they'll make the. I think they'll make it. I think they'll make it nine and seven with a tiebreaker as the last, the last entry in the seventeen playoff. Okay. I second the motion. There we go. Perfect. You know what? I think I third the motion. I like that <laughs> idea. Does that, does that make sense? Actually, third. You know, I, I, third. I can have. I can see them losing on a tiebreaker at nine and seven in the Raiders. Game. I, think, I, I think they're nine and seven. Yeah. I just don't think they beat Pittsburgh or Baltimore once. Not at all. Are you ready, guys? And we've talked about this already. Are you ready? And we'll start with Weird Mike in this one. Are you ready yet to write off the New England Patriots dynasty this season? Next question. Yes. Yes, I ready am. to write them off. I would. They can make the playoffs if Cam. Refines his old form. They don't have anyone for him to throw to. Sonny Michelle's hurt. They're not running the ball as good. They're, they can make the playoffs, but the dynasty's over. So here's what I think. They're not beating any of the top teams. The dynasty's done. The only thing that could change my answer here is if they beat Buffalo this weekend and somehow have a chance. I don't like their chances, which you'll hear about later. Yeah. I think they're done. Yeah. Guys, they're the smallest team in the NFL by a mile. Okay? At some point, size matters. In these sports, okay? Size matters a lot more than your girlfriend, I'll tell you. (laughs) Does Brady, does Tom Brady have a legitimate chance to win the MVP at the age of 43? Before I ask Jeff this question, just let me tell you, he has now been bumped up to third in Vegas odds to win the MVP. Does Tom Brady, the 43-year-old wonder, have a chance to win the MVP? Before I answer this question, I'm just going to calm my erection. And yes, yes, he does. If he throws four or five touchdowns a game and they're the number one seed in the NFC, uh, sorry, Russell, next year. Um, it's not Russell's next year. It's Russell's now. Yeah, Let yeah. Russ Cook he looks will great. lead to that trophy. Uh, Brady will do just enough to get Tampa what it needs. Uh, this is Russell's coronation. Much like Russell Westbrook and the NBA got his. What if they lose a bunch of games? Three picks last Another game. Another NBA reference. I have to also say here that I do not think he will for the simple fact that I don't think winning the MVP is his ultimate goal this year. No, but he might okay. do it anyway. Are, now I'm going to change my question that I originally had here a little bit. Are the Kansas City Chiefs, who have in every power rankings been ranked number one the entire year, are the Kansas City Chiefs, in your opinion, Weird Mike, still the best football team and the team to beat in the NFL? Without question. One loss, champs, no doubt. No. Trunk Jeff. or treat, smell my cleats, and uh, Kansas City will take every football team and gladly eat. How about that? Uh, yeah, they're, they're the best team in the league, and uh, I haven't seen a team this dominant, I don't think, since the 2007 Patriots. All right. Uh, I will say they are. Uh, with my two next closest teams being on their heels is right now would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I also think that in a couple of weeks with continuing development, I think Tampa Bay is going to be very, very close as in terms of the whole National Football League. And that is the coaches halftime adjustments. Let's go get them, boys. Here we go. Uh, sweep. OK, we were moving right on to this week's games. We've got some big games coming up. And uh, we don't want to miss them. A bunch of them we're going to talk about in my Hugh picks. But just in case uh, we miss any, we got Saints-Bears, which I did not pick. Saints-Bears, big game. We got 5-2, five 5-2. and, two, five and two. I think it's the battle of the foes. The foes. I think whoever loses will emerge as the real foe. 
Do you, you think? Do you think the battle correction for the real foe correction. will take place correction. in the snow? <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, just a little windy. Yeah, as yeah. always. Right in Chicago, the windy city. Uh, Where'd you get that from, guys? You watch out for those Monday night losers, man. It's bitter. It's short week. It was a tough spot. Yep. Um, everybody saw Big Nick. Nick, you know, he, he's not always a grower. Sometimes it just happens, right? <laughs> Shrinkage. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's watching. Yeah. Uh, some, he, you know, maybe it just happens. He need, he need a little dirty talk in his ear. You know, we all do. I don't so think Michael he had a Thomas chance. is not playing. I don't like the Saints anywhere. Yeah. Uh, they almost lost the game that I was predicting. A 65-yard field goal. Teddy Bridgewater, God love that guy, took the worst sack in NFL history, a 12-yard loss. And they still tried to kick the field goal. Yes, they did. And that was really the only survivor's sweat. Because Matt, Coach Matt does not play by others' rules. And, and he doesn't play good as a fave. No. I keep telling you guys, Carolina is a pesky dog. If yeah. you're listening to this before the Thursday night kickoff, yep. watch out on that Thursday night. Last week's Word of the Week, pesky. By the way, all 82 of our episodes brought to you by Huck Media. Uh, go to huckmedia.ca for any media needs. And uh, for any stats, go to Huck Media's very own Leslie! Uh, Leslie, can you tell me what all the sharps and smart people in Vegas were telling me about Tom Brady before the season? You yeah, get back to me on that. I'll, t- I'll remind you. I know Huck's the only one glued to that Titans-Bengals game, 1 p.m. start. Oh! The hashtag, ain't nobody care. By the way, uh, Huck, what, how'd you feel when, when Gostkowski was lining up that kick? Big comeback against the Steelers, 24-27. Gostkowski. I thought he had it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was disappointing. I didn't look like we were heading for their overtime game. Yeah, that was if it of... went to overtime, they were going to win. I said the, the same, same thing. as the week before. Same as the week before. Big I, comeback. I'm not sure they didn't show me more than they have in even some of their wins. That was a hell of a comeback. I thought that game was done at half. Yeah, that was maybe their most impressive game, and they lost. Yeah, the Titans are the real deal. And if you told me a month and a half ago they would be five and one, I'd still be happy. Five and one with a Absolutely. missed kick Absolutely. from being six and zero, oh, possibly. Anyway, so the Bengals five and a half uh, this week in Cincy. They cover that, uh, Huck? It was, a, it was a big sip swallow. Yeah. Lay down. It's, it, I was looking at that game. I also didn't pick it. It's not on your list. It's not on my list because I was like the same thing. I'm like, okay, Joe Burrow at home, six points. You know, Titans coming off two really long, tough games and COVID and all this stuff. And then it's like, you know what, though? In a game you're not going to watch, I always try to think of this. What am I going to see just on the ticker popping up that's not going to surprise me? Oh, Tennessee up 17-3, like with the ball, you know? They've emerged. That's but a, I like Joe Burrow, so that's why I didn't. I stayed away from that game. That's really a two-horse race there. That AFC South is doing its own thing. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Okay, I got some futures picks that I'm going to tell you right after. We've got the coach's pick and the weird Mike uh, smash, and sprinkle. smash and sprinkle, also one. known as the sloppy seconds. <laughs> also known as the sloppy seconds. I'm okay with that. All right, trunk or treat. I'm not good with the terrible thirds. Trunk or treat. Trunk or treat last you week. You guys are laughing at me like this isn't a thing, man. Doug Let's Ford. Pop the trunk. Grab some Smarties, kids. Doug Ford's been trunk preaching this for time. That's Mike's the leader here in Ontario. For any look who's talkers who are listening that happen to be trick-or-treating age, first of all, uh, yay. thanks for far from listening. Uh, also, stay away from trunks. All he needs is a mustache. <laughs> uh, very serious note. All our uh, expats and American friends voting this week. Yeah. Before next episode, they're going to hear. This is the one. Sure. The next one, the, le- the results will be out, but uh, go out and vote. Make a plan and do it. Who are you right? betting on to win the election? Quickly. Uh, I already got too much riding it in the personal side okay. to actually. Last time, I really hit Trump hard. He was a big dog. So did I. Um, <clears throat> poll numbers. Uh, Republicans and left wing and right wingers, they tell the pollster to fuck off when they leave the poll. The left wing sits and chats with them. So they're only getting one side of it. So the polls, aka the odds, right. are tilted more so in the political betting spectrum yes. than in the football betting spectrum. The so a plus four hundred dog, which may seem unreasonable right. the Jets this weekend in KC. Is not the same plus four hundred. That that's such an insane generality. That's so stupid. It might be smart. We'll find out. Uh, go vote. <laughs> All right, we're getting right. We were three and three last Trunk week. Trunk or Trump? We are thirty and twelve for the season, and here we farve and go. Hugh picks. You. All right, folks. 
three and three for the season. Three and three last week. Thirty and twelve for the season. We have not. We have not had a losing week yet, and we will not start right now. I'm going back to my bread and butter. I saw this game coming from a couple weeks ago. I want to thank the Tennessee Titans for having a, leading a nice comeback against my Steelers and making this go an extra point up. Because if they had just smoked the Titans, the Steelers wouldn't be getting an extra half point against the Ravens. It would be three. But because the Titans came all the way back, I get. Oh, I get this three and a half that feels really nice. So I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus three and a half against their division rival in Baltimore. These two teams know each other really well. When you have kind of a cheek niche offense like the Ravens do, which works against bad teams that don't see that crap a lot, it works and it works really good. I'm not when I said call it crap. It's a really good running offense. Okay. Also got a great tight end, and Lamar's gotten better at throwing, especially from weird angles. But, but. The Steelers' offense is nothing to joke around with. Okay, Baltimore's had some an easy schedule. It's made them look pretty good. Uh, <laughs> the Steelers, look, they're, they got some weapons on offense. Ben knows how to use them. He's getting more and more comfortable. He basically just had his preseason coming off a, a season injured. Their offense looks really good. They went up against the Titans against a real defense and uh, look good. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game outright against the Baltimore Ravens and solidify their lead in this division that I call the start of the year. Take the Steelers plus three and a half. That'll go down to three because people aren't crazy in Vegas. They just think you are. All right, silver pick. We're taking the Minnesota Vikings plus seven. Okay, yes, we had the funeral for the Vikings last week. That's for us as our show. They had their bye week. They rested, and they realized, you know what? We can beat this Packers team. We've been going back and forth with this Packers team for years. Okay? They're, they're missing Buck Jones. They've also not coming off a of bye week. Packers are going to be tired. Something I've noticed about the bye week teams, they're coming out pretty hot in that first quarter. Seattle looked really good against Arizona. Looked like the game could be over. Uh, that bye week because of the no preseason, the lack of proper training camp, yeah, it's something. So I'm giving, especially against a division opponent, I'm taking the Vikings plus seven. I think that goes down to six and a half. But everybody just saw Green Bay smash Houston. And everyone just saw the Vikings have a terribly upsetting uh, loss to the Falcons. Classic handicap. You just, the, you just saw the Vikings play their worst game. You saw the Packers play their best game. And now they're colliding. This spread should be four. It's seven. Take the Vikings. All right. I'm taking the New York Giants plus 11 at home on Monday Night Football against my one of my favorite teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, Tampa's going to win this game. You looking for a survivor pick? Tampa will get it. Okay? They're not going to screw this one up. But the Giants had a mini-buy. And that mini-buy is something nice. Also, there's this guy named Wayne Gallman, who looks like a real NFL running back. I also got uh, the Patriots' old uh, you know, assistant head coach, Joe Judge. Knows Tom Brady really well. That little advantage is enough for me to get under that 11 points. Uh, Tampa Bay wins comfortably by eight, but uh, New York Giants with that mini buy, and again, they are in the NFC least. Even with one win, they are one game out of first. So keep that in mind. Joe Judge is not going to let the Giants quit. They're playing for him. 11 points on Monday Night Football. Name a, a game the Giants will get up for more than this one. I'm taking it. Uh, I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks, minus three, against who's become my nemesis, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Picked against them four times this year. I've been right three times. Okay? Sorry. Picked against them four times this year. Been right twice. Wrong twice. This time, they've lost Debo Samuel. They've lost Raheem Mostert. Now, when they play the, the, Se- the Seattle Seahawks, no matter where it is, this is a coin flip game when they're healthy. No Mostert. No Bosa. No Solomon Thomas. No Richard Sherman. Uh, and now no Debo Samuel. I'm looking at uh, Jimmy Garoppolo without a couple of his favorite weapons against a Seattle team that is doing something really special on offense. Russell Wilson's throwing balls that are hard to explain how accurate they are. I don't know how he's doing it. Sure, DK Metcalf didn't have a big week. It's because he looked at the one-on-one he's getting against Patrick Peterson who was like, you know what? Your guy can't cover Tyler Lockett. I'm going to throw to him. Russell Wilson is in command of this team. He knows he's the quarterback all the way to the Hall of Fame. Jimmy G is playing for his future in San Francisco every week. Uh, coming back against New England. I, don't, I just don't like it. I think Seattle uh, by three or even two and a half. I've seen places, but I'm taking it by three. Uh, they cinch up their uh, wild card berth and you know effort to win the division with a solid home win over the San Francisco 49ers. Put up a great effort. Come up one touchdown short and one bad Jimmy G throw late short. That's the thing. Fourth quarter, Jimmy G's going to overthrow someone. Russell's going to hit him right on the nail with one of those moonshots. Game over. 
All right, I'm taking for the first time this year. The Buffalo Bills circle the wagons. Uh, I love their coach. I love their. I like their team right now. Look, the old Bills. When the Jets come out to that fiery start with Sam Darnold trying to keep his job, the old Bills start to play some weird game, go for it on fourth down, give the Jets some sort of home field kind of energy. No, 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 we'll kick the field goal. You guys suck. And they did it six times. They got great. They got a great coach. They got a, a quarterback I trust who's actually throwing more accurate balls than we're giving him credit for. A couple of the throws to Diggs uh, a couple weeks ago in that Kansas City game that didn't connect were right through his hands. And it just went down as an incompletion. Uh, Josh Allen to Diggs is a real connection. I like their I like their defense to step up and play better than they've, they've played in the past few weeks. And to solidify this division, never in the last 20 years have the Bills been more poised to take a division than this game right here in Buffalo. I'm looking at this spread, and I'm thinking, is Tom Brady still on the team? It should be six and a half, taking the Bills. Uh, they win by a touchdown comfortably, and I wish we could be there to watch it. Sorry, Cam, something's wrong with your arm. So you th- show me something different, or you pick up Julio Jones. This team is not beating Buffalo and Buffalo. Take it, the three and a half. Uh, they're trying to entice you. Don't fall for it. And with my sixth pick, I'm taking the Denver Broncos, plus three, at home in a must-win AFC game for Vic Vangio and Drew Locke's Denver Broncos. They're playing the LA Chargers. Uh, who, eh, they look good. They just, play, they just played the Jacksonville Jaguars. And sure, you might look at the box score and be like, wow, you know, they won by 10. What are, what are you talking about, Jeff? Well, what if I told you Jacksonville was up by five late in the third quarter? What if I told you they couldn't really stop Gardner Minshew for the whole last three quarters? What if I told you that Justin Herbert's playing his sixth game and is walking into a cold November Denver Broncos stadium? And besides Cortland Sutton and Vaughn Miller, I'm not too worried about the rest of their injuries. I like Drew Locke and Vic Fangio to get down to business this week with a, you know, a, a not as bad Denver team as you think and get a must win done at Mile High Stadium, which going to my weather specialist right after this, I'm sure will tell me that it's tough on some road teams. I think Drew Locke realizes that he's got to step up if he wants to compete in this division. I like the Denver Broncos. They're a great home team. They always have been. And uh, yeah, that's my new pick. Giddy up. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Uh, I thought everybody was bailing on Denver. Yes, that's why they're getting three points at home. They got the... uh, They just played the Kansas City Chiefs. I got you. The Chargers played the Jaguars. One team looked really good. One team looked not really good. I don't think... I think 25 teams in the league would look horrible against the Chiefs right now. It was the game I wanted to talk about the least. I was just surprised you took it. Yep. Because KC kind of... In the culo, right? The roto culo, yeah, yeah. That happened, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We watched that. I game. would say Denver's butthole is broken after that game, but they got six days to you know repair it. Bills ha- pick, love it. Minus four. You know why? Three and a half. Because they hate them. It's and it's they're time. better than them. They are better. They are better than them at football. The Steelers. <laughs> that was a bit of a war with the Titans. It was. So I'd stay away from that game. I thought I was going to make the stay the far away. I'll make a prediction right now. Ravens come out hot in the first quarter. Steelers and catch then up. It levels out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I'd stay away from that one as well. Yeah, I think stay, it's going to be a great game. But great game, but yeah. I got game, the. I got game, a, it's a game of the week. In my mind, I got a better team, three and a half points. And, I, and because of the, the lack of home field advantage, there's no crowd. You wouldn't have done any. If it was two and a half, would you have even touched it? No. Right. I thought I was the only it's one. It's a key who, number. It's a key number. I thought I was the only one who knew who Wayne Gallman was. <laughs> Dude, the guy looked like a skinny Eddie George last it's week. It's the mini buy plus a day. The Giants should have won that game Giants. against the Eagles, and this game would have been nine points or seven and a they half. They just beat the Raiders by 30 or yes. 25. Yep. Surprised you took it. They look really good. I'm not saying 12's a lot, right? I get it. But again, I got a sort of a system. If you're ever wondering how I do my spreads, folks, I have a, a, a just like some of the Sharps in Vegas, I've been listening to this stuff for years, and they make charts of all the teams in the league, and assign them a point value. We've talked about this you know, last season, but just in case you, you missed that, I know there's some new listeners. So, for instance, I have Kansas City, number one team in the league, and I give them seven points. Seven points over the average team in the league, like the absolute middle. And then I have the Jets, for instance, at negative seven. So if the Jets and Kansas City were to play in Kansas City, there'd be a 14, in my system, there'd be a 14-point spread, and we talked about this, you would add one and a half points for... Uh, for for the home team. Throw in the fact that Kansas City looks even better, the Jets look even worse, and that spread has skyrocketed to 19.5 points. 
Very interesting. I did not pick it, but what do you guys think? It's the biggest spread since the 2007 Patriots. How about that? Um, before I give the weird pick. This isn't Clemson. This is the NFL. It's hard. This is the NFL. <laughs> the Clemson spread was 46. Yeah, I was all over Syracuse because you can't spot Syracuse seven touchdowns. Do, okay. not, do not spot the Orangemen 46. No. <laughs> the Jets are hapless. Yes. Uh, they will put a solid effort in Arrowhead this week. I don't know about the numbers, but I will be taking KC 1,000% in my survivor. Yes. I've sort of played the entire season to this week to be able to use KC in this spot. Right. Regroup, see who I got moving forward. The buys seem to have settled in the schedule, which is a good thing. Right. And not much more you need to say about that. That's a great pick. I yeah. couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't potentially cost myself 60K. With KC sitting on the bench. No, of course not. And I, you know, Kirk Cousins decides to show up at Lambeau. Yes. When nobody's watching. Right. Right. I see. We've all seen that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So this week is about the no doubter. I hope you guys do the same in your survivor pools. If you don't have KC, I hope you lose. Uh, a little selfishly. Not you personally, but you. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you take Kansas City for your survivor. Kansas City survivor. And smash the so sprinkle. Uh, sorry. Everybody survived in the pool. 65 persons left. People. And 65 people. There you go. Went through. <laughs> uh, so I, I've never seen that this late in the season. Yeah. Eight different teams you, picked. You were actually cheering for goes, the Bills to lose. Admit it. Oh, it got me a teaser, but I don't know in the long run. <laughs> 60 G's. Yeah. 62 60 50. G's. And he's, and he's deep in it now. So we're What's your support. smash and sprinkle, folks? Yes. Michael? Uh, one and one last week. Uh, probably my worst pick of the year. The Denver Broncos at home, even if they didn't get a kickoff, sure. fumble. But your best pick of the year was two weeks ago, Oakland Raiders. That was the best pick of the year. So we got the smash and sprinkle returns full time. We're five and three, one and one last year. We sprinkled on the Niners and they pounded the Pats. And I'm going to start this week with the sprinkle and those same Niners plus three in the Pacific Northwest. We have one game. That resets the entire division. The Niners win. They're five and three. And everybody else in the division is five and two. They're half game back with the, a tough part done. This is a lock-in game. They got two straight. Jimmy got his revenge. Seattle, five full quarters on Sunday. That game ended at midnight. Yeah. I don't know what time it ended in Mountain West. Yeah. But that was a serious game. Full toll. You know, so for the first time, Seattle's got some inflections to look at, right? What, what, where are the holes? This is a loss. Shouldn't have happened. It did, like a lot of their wins. Plus three, division game, always tight. San Fran, seven yards of carry. It's a Vegas stat. You like tiling on those Vegas dudes. I here. do. Almost seven I love yards how you brought the stat, though. Going to bring that up after. Uh, almost seven yards of play. Seattle, worst defense in the league. You know this coach? Yeah. Giving up almost seven yards of play. I like that San Fran O-line, too. That's 14 yards of play. No, you, 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 you split the, the weird mic back. <laughs> yeah. You add them up, split them, right? Add them up, divide it to together. To question it, though, would be to look at the other side of the ball. That's all I would say right. about that. Is that how many points can Russell this, put this up? Is, exactly. This is riding a team and a feeling right now. Nobody saw this running back pound it. Anyway, San Fran, system ball, one, one win. So that's your sprinkle? San that's Fran plus three? Sprinkling San Fran in Seattle. All right, officer, trunk and trunk and trunk or treat. What's your smash? <clears throat> the line just came down. I thought I was gonna have to fight this off the key number. We're smashing. He's smashing. Smash the table. Indianapolis Colts, veteran team off a bye at the Detroit Motor City Lions. Two and a half Indy Colts at the Lions. Okay, indoor stadium. Very comfy and familiar I love for Philip. Detroit, a little hot. They're hot. Everybody thinks it. Two wins versus Jacks and ATL. Okay? The two worst defense in the league with Seattle right there, folks. That's what I'm betting on this week. All right. Colts, Reich, they get Leonard back. They got Costanzo back. The bye hit them perfectly. You need breaks in a season. I said a few weeks Indy was the second best team in the NFL. Yep. They didn't really look it since I said it. I love their coach, Frank Wright, coming off a bye. I do. So two and a half. It might grow to three. I'm locking it in. No correction coming. <laughs> Indy, 
Minus two and a half. Big smash. Watch out for those pesky lions. Oh, so you hate both of them? No, no, no. no. I just I just like saying the, your word, pesky. All right. I like uh, the Colts. Coach, yeah, I like the Colts, too. Come off the bye. Okay, coach's pick. Uh, two, last time Dan, Coach Danny was on the show, he took the Miami Dolphins plus eight and a half, who smashed the Niners wow. outright. That was a weird game, eh? Uh, I didn't think they were going to win. I just thought I'd cover the spread. And then the week that he wasn't on the show, he call, he messaged in the coach's pick, which I forgot to post or talk about, but he took the Arizona Cardinals Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys. Coach's pick so far, 2-0. and oh. My fault for not reporting it to you, but uh, hopefully he didn't pick the Cowboys that night. Bastard. Coach's pick this week. Here we go. So last time I was on this show, I picked the Miami Dolphins. Now I will be picking against the Miami Dolphins. I am going to take the Rams minus 3.5 at Miami. I don't want to get into all this hype uh, about Tua. I think there's going to be some issues, especially against uh, a great defense led by the best defensive player in the world. The guy, I mean, Aaron Donald. This guy is not a guy who plays football. He's a football player. They're well coached. They got a balanced offense. I think neutral field. These two teams play without a short week. I think most of us would agree the Rams are a touchdown better. To get three and a half points, I do understand. My only concern is a short week travel across country. But I like the Rams, the better football team, to end the first week fairy tale for Tua Tagliavoa. I like oh, it. Well said there. Guys. I like it. Uh, again, the expectations for Tua aren't even that high. If he just has an okay game and doesn't like doesn't farve it up, uh, that's good. But they can still lose by seven and like you know, yay! The hyper competitiveness of the division. Couldn't they give sort him the of? Jets? Couldn't they give him the Jets? Sort of, kind of, yeah, kind of. But that NFC West is so competitive that there really is no time to breathe like yeah sure we think it's a, a good spot against oh, the oh, dolphins Mc, right sure this week. will be a bad loss for the rams if this happens. yeah mcveigh is undefeated correction one loss on the eastern time zone with the rams okay good wow. stat That's and it was stat. the bills and they should have won that game there was a fourth and 17 yeah questionable that cost, call. and then a questionable, questionable call, call. They, right they, right they had that game twice PI? so yeah. again you know if you're watching the just to wrap that to a don't compare Tua to Fitzy. Right. Okay? Just because he's there, because he's going to make one throw. They're going to show the camera. Oh, yeah. That cut to Fitzy right away. And make him. no mistake, he's in. A, they're in it for the long run. Yes. This decision has officially said Tua is our quarterback this year the other, going forward. The other reason I like the pick is because, basically, uh, if you are in the NFC West, every game matters. Like, there's no – you can't skip anything. Uh, no skips. So, I like it. And, yeah, good pick. Okay, a couple quick futures notes for you. I picked the start of the year before week one. I said Tampa Bay was going to play the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I said the Kansas City Chiefs were going to beat Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Sticking with that. Also, the two teams that I picked to win the Super Bowl, uh, both upgraded this week. One took Le'Veon Bell. One took Antonio Brown. So former, that's, that feels good. Former teammates. Yes. Yes. Could be the, uh, the former Steeler Bowl. Okay. But I just want to, uh, because I predicted the Chiefs to win so early last year, and there were some futures bets. I just want to talk about what you could take right now for a very, very, uh, a, a very seeable Super Bowl. You can get the Kansas City Chiefs plus 400 right now to win the Super Bowl. You can, win, you can get Tampa Bay plus 900 to win the Super Bowl. You can also get Pittsburgh plus 900 to win the Super Bowl. So what I'm saying is... That's li- the only value. Listen to me. No, it's not. Tampa for plus no, 900 no, is a nice no, value. No, it's not. He said 900 for Tampa. It's plus 900 for Tampa, plus 900 for Pittsburgh, plus 400 for Kansas City. You might not like the plus 400 because you're a bit greedy. What I'm saying is if you're not greedy, you could just... Do you think Kansas City's going to make the Final Four? Yes. That's all you need because you can hedge on the other team if it's not Pittsburgh. But imagine it is Pittsburgh. So you, I'm telling you to throw down 300 bucks, okay? 100 on Kansas City, 100 on Pittsburgh, 100 on Tampa. If you have those three Final Four teams, and let's say they make it, so you got Tampa versus, you know, the Packers or the Seahawks or someone, Saints. Okay, you could smash on whoever they're playing. And if you happen to get both of the teams in the AFC, oh my God, you are in a futures bonanza where you could absolutely capitalize on this. If you ever have a Super Bowl where you have 100 to win 400 versus 100 to win 900, you could have so much free will to make a lot of money during the Super Bowl. And I'm saying when those two teams actually face each other, it's going to be minus 140 versus plus 100. And there's no money to make. Take it now. You can hedge 
as long as they make the final four or even the final eight, you can start hedging against them. Just a little futures tip for you. I told you now, week eight. Okay, uh, the Chiefs' big spread. You gonna uh, take that, Hugh? No, I'm not gonna take it. I just want to talk about it for a second. It's huge, points. but don't take the Jets. Don't take the Jets. Line up the drives. The Chiefs are gonna score a shit ton of points. All right, quickly. Show of the week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. True of the week, folks. True of the week, folks. Is that before the season, I was hearing how Tom Brady was done. Maybe not done, but below average. And this wasn't by, like, Joe Blow down at the store or the, the guy dressed as a police officer offering you Smarties from his trunk <laughs> claiming this is all good. It's the new Halloween. No. Although that guy's got some good tips sometimes. Uh, this, this was from Fezzik and a lot of the guys, the sharp... Vegas vetters who go online and go on FS1 and tell you that Tom Brady's the 17th best quarterback or the 24th best quarterback because of the stats from last year. The truth of the week, folks, is that sometimes, a lot of the times, stats are stupid. Sometimes they're important. Sometimes they work. I'm not calling all of them. But to say, when, when, when asked, hey, why, why do you think Tom's done or why is he not going to succeed this year? Oh, did, did you see his stats from last year? Come on, he's falling off. His yards per attempt's down. This is yards per attempt, something I like a lot. For why people like the Falcons for so long. And it matters a lot. But when when you don't have players that can catch your football or don't know guys that don't know routes, or you don't have a running attack that anyone's scared of, basically those Patriots last year weren't that good. So Tom's stats aren't going to be that good. If if you took all of the other stars away from Sidney Crosby, yeah, his stats are going to go down. But would you, would you be intelligent to say, if Malkin and everybody left, to say, oh, no, Sidney Crosby's obviously not as good anymore. No, you took away all the guys he passes to on the power play. Tom was alone on the power play last year, okay? This year, he's not. He's just the setup man. And that's why his stats are going to be great. That's why he could win the MVP. And that's more importantly why you could get him at a really nice price to win some of these early games in the season. Told you at the start of the year, Tampa Bay is going to work. Quarterbacking's like chess. So if you're healthy at 43 years of age, you have 20 years of the best chess experience. Tom's been to the playoffs. He's faced every defensive coordinator in the league times 10. He's faced their sons. Okay? So the chess of playing quarterback in the league and an O-line that can protect him is all you really need. Throw in the weapons that he knew that he needed. And just when you're looking at the box scores, if you're looking at the Dallas passing stats, or if you're looking at, you know, oh, Kansas City's amazing at running the ball now. No, teams are just letting them run the ball, okay? Watch the games. Look a little bit deeper into the stats, and you won't get fooled uh, by stats and power rankings. Watch the games. See who's actually playing better. See who's actually doing well. And judge for yourself, because I was watching Tom Brady last year, and I didn't see anything wrong. Okay. I saw he was on the power play with Matt Stagent. <laughs> it's tough to see when you got no blood in your eye sockets, Hugh. It's all in your face. Yes, I have a Brady, Brady boner. boner. The guy's made me like $20,000 since he started his career. That's why I love the Patriots. They made money. And the dynasty's over, and I'm hopping officially off it by picking the Bills against the Patriots probably for the first time in a decade. Welcome to the club, Jeff. All right. Truth of the week. Some stats are stupid. Watch the games. Okay. And uh, also, you don't just necessarily get worse with age. You don't get worse with a bad season. Uh, if you're looking for somewhere sweet to watch the games this weekend, if you're downtown Toronto, uh, we've teamed up with Team at, at Team I Will in years past to raise some money for the Toronto Rehab Foundation. They're a great running organization. We love them. My boy Rob McDonald, big listener of the show. And check out Locals Only downtown. It's not just for locals. It's just a cool, cool name. Uh, heated patio, big TV, watching football. Beauty Brews. Also, I will be on uh, the bet underscore openly uh, Instagram page on Thursday. They're going to put it up. We're going to do a 10 minute video talking about Hugh Picks and talking about Bet Openly, which is a marketplace for you to make bets against other betters. There's no house, so there's no house that's collecting. It's like me to you, Danny. Uh, I say I want 30 bucks in the bills, and you're like, no, I don't like it. And then they, they collect 1% juice. I it's like, like the Craigslist of of betting. It's kind of smart. So they take Check. the VIG from 10% to 1%. 10% to 1%. Keep, keep your money. It's also, it's an instant email. Thing. Word of the day. Check it out. Bet underscore openly. Uh, can't wait to uh, get to meet these guys. Pumped about it. All right. Uh, anything else for Shut the Huck Up or coaches' comments or weird mics? Uh, 
I just want to remind everybody, and you know what? I'd like to encourage you to drop your Sa- your Seattle from your bet openly appearance. I can't. I'm I'm not I'm not confident. Dude, I got I'm Russell Wilson. Wow. wow. I got Russell Wilson. It was your last pick. You kind of kinda slid it in there. No, 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 it, no. My uh, last my last pick was the Broncos. Okay. <clears throat> Seattle's solidly in there at number four. Guys, it was great being on again with you guys. Coach Danny, you're welcome back anytime. We Thank you. Love I, I love enjoyed you. it. I hope you guys enjoy a weeks of football. I'll call I'll just tell you, I think the game of the week to watch is probably Baltimore Pittsburgh. Baltimore Pittsburgh. I have no skin in either of the teams uh but i think it'll be a great football game bring us back to kind of the old days of that great battle absolutely i believe six of the last eight games were decided within three points should be great anytime you get that extra half point with these two monsters take it looking forward to another sunday of nfl football keep sending in your six picks for the look who's talking point spread team ltd championships uh jake frisney james Newhamel, matt mattisbacker holding firm at third I actually haven't checked the standings this week it's a lot to fucking far and calculate folks but i'll have the updated standings out podium only next week i believe those are still the top three but we'll see i didn't really look happy halloween happy halloween everybody be safe giddy up for anything for shut the huck up go titans all hail king henry trunk or treat uh giddy up he did the monster match it was a graveyard smash it caught on in a flash he did the match the monster match wow. from my laboratory in the castle east wow. to the master bedroom where the vampires feast wow. the ghouls all came from their humble abode wow. to get a jolt from my electrode they did the match they did the monster match the monster match it was a graveyard smash they did the match it caught on in a flash they did the match they did the monster match Zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests.